up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I hope you guys are having a fabulous Monday so far, if you are listening to this on time. And if you're not listening to it on a Monday, then I hope you're having a fabulous week so far, or a fabulous whatever day it might be for you. This week uh, was, I had a lot of like interesting interesting things come up and then thoughts. And I was like, oh, I got to write this down. So I remember to talk about it on the podcast. So I hope you guys are in for a long intro today because I have words to speak. And the first one, first thing that I've been, I've been keeping inside waiting to tell you guys, there is nothing that will wake you up when you're driving to work in the morning quite like an animal running in front of your car. I swear to God. I This week, I had not one, but two incidents involving cats. I'll say incidents. And listen, I have a lot of fears. Um, cats are very high on that list. I, I'm sorry for whoever has cats. I This is not a personal attack, but I really don't like being around cats. I love dogs. I love like all animals really for the most part, but cats really scare me. And I'll give you a little bit of background just to justify myself. I used to babysit and by used to, I mean like very rarely, but I was babysitting these kids one day and freaking son was just such a son of a bitch, honestly. And we're sitting there watching TV and he takes his cat from up, from like upstairs. So I was sitting on the couch and then the upstairs like railing balcony thing was right above the couch, takes his fucking cat and drops it from the top onto my lap. So the cat's clawing at me, freaking the F out as it should. I'm freaking the F out. This cat wants to kill me instead of the kid that threw him. Um, and that really just sealed the deal for me. That and it does not sit right with me that they are silent when they move and then they can jump on things. I I find it personally unsettling that I could be in somebody's house and not know that there's a cat there until it like ooh touches me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everyone that has cats. Uh, I don't blame you for liking them to each its own. I just really get the heebie-jeebies. That being said, I don't want to run over a cat with my car. So I'm driving to get myself just a, a nice cup of coffee while go on my way to work on Thursday. And a freaking full-size cat just jumps right in front of my car. And my parents have always told me, like, don't stop short when, like, you see an animal. Apparently, the only animal that you're supposed to, like, stop for is a moose. I don't, I forget who told me that. Somebody told me that recently. Apparently, like the damage that, like the, how much a moose weighs, like the damage that it could cause, like it could kill you. I don't know. But my parents have always told me, if you see like an animal jump in front of your car, don't slam on the brakes because you might do yourself more damage by like the person behind you rear-ending you. So I see this freaking cat. And then in the one millisecond that this event happened, my heart rate skyrocketed. I audibly gasped as I watched this cat disappear under the hood of my car, but I didn't feel anything. And it was like a full-size cat, so I feel like if I hit it, 
I definitely would have felt like a little, oh, oh my God, I'm going to gag talking about it. I definitely would have felt a little bump. So I have no goddamn clue how that cat. Also, before I finish that thought, I drove like on the same road later coming home and there were no signs of cat guts. So I think it made it out alive. By the grace of God, I, I don't know how that cat made it past my monstrous Wrangler tires. I don't know. But my heart was like beating out of control rapidly for the next like two to three minutes, like full heart palpitations. Because like, yeah, oh my God, I don't want to hit animals ever, but it's like, why? like it's a thing in New Jersey. So if you're not in Jersey, um, I guess you probably don't know about this, but there are deer everywhere and they're dumb as shit. Like they, one hit my dad's car a few months ago and I was like, oh dad, you're probably like driving like an asshole. You're probably being fast. But his car records when he's driving and he showed me this deer actually launched itself in front of his car like it didn't want to live any longer, I suppose, and decided to throw itself at my dad's hood. So, yeah, no, nothing, nothing will wait. Long story short, nothing will wake your brain up quite like nearly manslaughtering an animal in the morning. Um, So that's how I started Thursday. And then yesterday... I was driving out of my neighborhood, so I'm still in my neighborhood, and I see a lar- like a cat so large that I thought it was a dog. Like it could have been a baby lion, honestly. Crawl into a sewer intentionally, and like just watching its tail, the last bit of its tail disappear down into the sewer, just freak me the fuck out. And that's like it's another reason why I don't fuck with cats. Like, what the fuck are you doing? In the- I'm sorry. I have potty mouth right now, but what are you doing inside that sewer? What the hell are you doing inside that sewer? And how does it get back out? Uh, it just does not sit right with me. And I needed to vocalize that. Cats give me the heebie-jeebies. Ugh. Anyway, though, besides that uh, near manslaughter incident, it's been quite an exciting week, honestly. I finally hit 50,000 followers on Instagram. So I want to personally thank every single one of you because I am assuming if you're listening to this podcast, then you follow me on Instagram. Uh, And I don't want to really get too sappy and stuff about it, but I am super, super grateful. Um, And it makes me, I feel very fulfilled being able to share my tips and just like the things that I'm learning throughout life and have an impact on people, even if it's one or two people. It really is like it, and I appreciate everybody's nice feedback and comments because I, just like most people, I'm just trying my best out here, you know, and it's very true that a lot of times you're going to work your ass off and it's it's not going to be appreciated verbally, you know, every time you accomplish something like you're not going to get a round of applause and it sucks, but that's how life is. Um, so it's nice every once in a while to to get recognized, you know. Um, but this is my, this is my favorite time of year. I always say, even though my birthday's in the first half of the year, I'm mixed feelings about my birthday. Uh, I think June through December is the better half of every single calendar year, especially once October hits, because you have like all of October to watch Halloween movies, blah, 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 get in the, you know, spooky, spooky season. 
And then once Halloween hits, it's like two or three weeks until Thanksgiving. And that's super exciting. I will not dive too much into talking about Thanksgiving because I can save that conversation for in a few weeks. And then obviously after Thanksgiving, we have about 30 days until Christmas and New Year's. And it's just, it's a busy time of year. I have a lot of things going on, but it's exciting, you know? Like, you, we, I have things to look forward to, even if it's cold. And then once January hits, I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, I don't like this anymore. So I'm just trying to soak up, soak up every second of this holiday season. I, I didn't have as much candy as I wanted to on Halloween, not gonna lie. Also, candy is one of those things that, like, I'd rather have ice cream or something because candy makes my teeth feel funky. But it's Halloween, you know, and I wanted an excuse to eat some candy I never, never eat. But um, I was honestly too busy to sit and even think about, like, going out and getting candy or whatever. So I just kind of, I munched on some nerds that my mom had, had gotten for the trick-or-treaters and we had Chloe, Miss Chloe the dog over and she dressed up like a hot dog because she's a hot dog. Haha. I just, I just put that connection together now. That was not the intention, uh, but she looked stupidly hilarious. So that was very fun. Um, and then this weekend, I actually was able to go visit my cousin at her college. She, me and my me and my cousin and my brother, so they're the same age, they're, we're two years apart. So my cousin and my brother are both 2001 babies, I think. And yeah, and I'm a, I'm a 1999 old gal, but my, just a little background, because I do want to have them on in a few episodes. Um, me and my cousin are very, very close. She's an only child, so she, like, she tells everybody, I, like, we're basically more of sisters than cousins. Um, I haven't seen her. My God. I guess I haven't seen her since she went back to school this fall. And I had never gone to visit her. She goes to Westchester. She lives 10 minutes away, not even from Rutgers. So there was like never really a reason for me to go down there. And then like the past two years and stuff, it was like I could go to bars and she couldn't. So I didn't really want to come to go to a frat party, but now she's 21. So I went down to finally go visit her at her school. We did a lot of walking, which I'm not mad about. Um, It was nice because I feel like I needed it, you know, a little exercise amongst everything else. We went to this place called Sedona. So if you're familiar with the Westchester area, yeah, we went to Sedona. Um, I believe there's a bunch of them, though, in other places, probably Arizona. Is that where Sedona is? I don't know. My, my, I think so. I'm just going to go with it. Uh, it was delectable, delicious, scrumptious meal, 10 out of 10. I had a very good Paloma, by the way. It was like, it gave me a buzz, but I didn't take a sip and I wasn't like, oh my God, tequila. Um, because I appreciate when I order mixed drinks, if they're like, like, I don't want to be choking on tequila in a mixed drink. If I want to be choking on tequila, I'll just order tequila soda. So anyway, that was delicious. And then I decided that it was it was time for me to eat a steak. Hadn't had a steak in a while. I get my steaks medium rare. That's how I like them. 
and it was perfect. I hate when I ask for medium rare. This is so first world problems, but I hate when I ask for medium rare and there's no pink. It's barely pink. I want pink and then in the center red. That's what I want. That is what I, I would enjoy. That is my preference. And that was what I got. I had that mashed potatoes. And then the other side, um, me being me, my cousin laughed at me, of course. I got fruit. But it was nice. It was like a nice like palate cleanser, you know, like the sweet and the, the juices from the fruit afterwards. So, yeah. 10 out of 10 meal. Um, we went out at night. And then the next morning she took me to, uh, oh, my God, now Nudies. That's what it's called, Nudies. Um, and the name's kind of funny. I had a glorious stack of strawberry cheesecake um, French toast. So it wasn't actually cheesecake. It had like uh, like cheesy-ish like filling. Um, but I said I, I said it last episode. My favorite like unhealthy meal is like a, like a nice like pancakes or French toast from a diner. And that's what I've gone done and did, you know? Um, it was delicious. I ate up every single bite. I gobbled it up. And then she took me to a coffee place where I decided to get a, I wanted to get something that was local that I knew I couldn't get anywhere else. Like if I can get around here, like a nice Americano a nice espresso, but I wanted to see what was like unique on their menu. And they had a blueberry cobbler oat milk latte. Um, and I typically don't get lattes just because like uh, it's a little bit too much milk, not enough coffee for me, but I got it anyway, and it it was delicious. It was, it just had that local, like, brewed themselves feel, you know, like expensive bean feel, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was also delicious, and then we capped it off by going to the Amish market. I I honestly thought that the Amish didn't use electricity. Uh, so I was like a little bit confused and I, to be honest, I don't really know anything about the Amish. I, so I guess I'm wrong, but it was a really cool space. I was a little confused because it was indoors and it kind of just looks like you're walking into like a Wegmans or something, but there's different sections as there would be in like a regular grocery store, but each section is a different shop. So that's what confused me, but I ended up getting uh fudge. So I got like a maple maple pecan fudge, uh, and I forget what the other one was. The other one was something praline, like caramel praline or something. I don't know. Um, I got that. I My cousin convinced me to get a, an assorted bag of gummies <laughs> just because they had like really interesting candy there. I, I, I don't really know if I'm even going to eat it. I'm hanging out with my friend Steph in a few weeks, and she loves gummies, so... I'll, I'll share the wealth with her. Um, and then I also got a whole, obviously homemade, sugar-free, I say quotes on the sugar-free, I'll explain why, blackberry jam that I know my mother is going to be very ecstatic about. Um, I put the quote-unquote with the sugar-free because it does obviously use blackberries, which has natural sugar in it. Um, but there's no added sugars, no chemicals, no phony ingredients. It was like blackberry juice water. I don't know. It's like really simple. So I'm interested to try that out. And I'm glad I got to go. We did a little, we did a lot of walking too. And over, 
in the East Coast area, it's been like 77, almost 80 during the day. Ideal weather. Ideal weather. So I'm happy I got to get out. Oh, that reminds me though. I don't, I can't remember if I told you guys about a few, I think I did a few weeks ago when I found a freaking spider in my car and I wanted to like jump out the window. Um, I'm driving home from like, I, I was out and driving home the other day and a hair, I've never, besides like a tarantula, I have never seen a hairy spider in, in with my actual bare eyeballs, like in the flesh. Same spot, just starts fucking crawling across my dash. Luckily this time I'm stopped. So I took, I have like cup holders, um, like not, what the, I have coasters, that's what called. Coasters for my cup holders. So I took one, opened my door, just right there at the light and swatted that thing out. <sighs> I'm, I'm genuinely like, I was rattled of course by the freaking spider in my car but I'm more concerned on why this has happened to me twice in the past like month and a half. Since I got my car, I got my car Labor Day weekend, and now it's what, the second week of November, I've seen a spider in my car twice. And in my, what am I, 23, got my license at 17, six years of driving, ew, only six, I've never seen, and me just being in a car since I was a, a, like I came out of the womb. I've never seen a spider in a car before. So I need to, if it happens a third time, I think I need to start investigating where the hell they're coming from. I don't leave my door open like if, for long periods of time just for getting in and out. I don't leave my windows down. Um, sometimes I drive with my windows down or the top off, but I would see. Like I don't leave, I don't know. It just really was unpleasant. And if you want to know what it looks like, look up... Uh, Wait, what was it called? Hold on, now I gotta, ooh, I just almost spilled my BCAs. Um, I found it yesterday because naturally I had to um, identify it. Let's see. How dangerous, yeah, this is what I was looking at. I gotta find it. Oh my God, but then looking at this, there's so many gross types of spiders. But the bold jumping spider, that's what it's called. The bold jumping spider. You can commonly find these spiders in the USA. They are black with prominent white spots on their backs. They are the same size as a black widow. Nice. So one can easily see how they can be confused. However, the typical jumping spider is not poisonous to humans. I Now I have to look up a black widow. A black widow spider. Okay, no, it was not a... Yeah, definitely not a black widow. Um, but disturbing. Disturbing to say the least. But yeah, so that's been, that's been my week. That this has been the things where I've been keeping, literally keeping a list in my notes app that I'm like, this is why I have a podcast. I need an outlet to tell you guys the things that I've experienced. Um, but moving forward, we have a very exciting episode today. I have an interview with my good friend, Calissa Saletti. She is a CKO owner now. So we talk a lot about that. Um, she's also studying for her CPA exam and works full-time in accounting. So we talk a lot about that later in the episode. And then I know I had said last episode I was going to talk more about balancing like my work and health. I'm going to save that for next week because I started my bulking process and I want to discuss and educate on that. So 
if it's something that you guys don't know a lot about and you want to look into, um, I can hopefully be a resource. So I'm going to shut up for the time being and let's get into, well, I should say, I'm going to shut up with my uh, intro here and let's move on into today's episode. All right, it is time to get into highlights for the week, but before I do, I realized in the intro after I had already wrapped things up that I didn't give you guys an update on Grey's Anatomy. God, I'm sorry. Um, I had mentioned a few times during the episodes of this podcast that I was moving through Grey's Anatomy at a rather sickening and concerning rate. And as an update, I would like to inform all of you that after two months, I completely caught up all 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy and the four episodes that had released uh, before last week's in the 19th season. So I am now, I kind of bit myself in the butt where it's like, I said it, I said Grey's Anatomy was like a rash to me. Like I I didn't want to itch it. But I had to itch it. I, I, it was painful to not itch it, you know? Um, that was a really disgusting analogy. But now that I'm all caught up, I got to wait every week to watch it. And then it's going to, and then it's like the season's going to be over. And then I'm going to have to wait like a year. So, but yeah, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I didn't get fully up to date. So if I do talk about Grey's Anatomy going forward, it will be current. So skip any Grey's Anatomy talk in the future if you don't want any spoilers. I won't talk about it this episode. I am super, super hyped, though, because my mom, uh, me and my mom got tickets to see Take Me Out on Broadway next week with Jesse Williams in it. And I'm going to geek out very, very hard when Jackson Avery not playing Jackson Avery is in front of my face. Um, but that's my Grey's Anatomy update. I, uh, it, it was like an itch inside of me. There I go using that uh, analogy again. I just could not move on with the podcast without letting you guys know that. But highlights of the week. Let's go. My non-related, my non-fitness related highlight of the week is I got to see, definitely I got to see one of my friends that is in the Navy that I have not seen since he left for the Navy. I think the first time I saw, no, I think he came home once the summer after, but either way, it's been like four or five years since I've seen him last. Um, So it was really good just being able to catch up and very interesting. I, I got to pick his brain. So I asked him what, like me being me, I'm like, so what's the gym situation on the boat? Because he was, uh, he was deployed. So he's been like in Europe and basically just in the middle of the Atlantic for quite some time now. Um, he said there's about 750 people on his boat and they have four different gym rooms. Like they're all small. One of them is just spin bikes or stationary bikes. One of them is treadmills, and ellipticals, I think he said, some other form of cardio thing. Um, and then the other two have like the weights and stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, what type of weights? And he's like, there's two bench presses for the whole shit. There's dumbbells. Forget about getting a cable because it's way too packed. And they recently just added a barbell. 
Um, and I didn't even think about it until he brought it up to me that he was like, I don't like he used to squat. Oh my God. I, I forget, but I think it was in the fours. He said, uh, before going to the Navy and now his squat, like he tried it when he came back to land and it's gone down significantly because you can't squat on a boat that's rocking with the waves. So he has a flat bottom boat. I think that's the term. So the boat rocks with the waves and they'll, they'll be going over. I think he said like eight foot waves or something so that he either said eight foot waves or whatever foot waves that it seems like eight feet. I forget which one, but either way you can't squat like with like a freestanding barbell when you're not on a steady ground. Like it's, it's extremely dangerous. So I did not even put two and two together and another interesting thing he said is I guess because of gravity and f- all this physics shit that I could not care. Like my brain, like I could try and understand it, but my brain would just crumble into pieces. Um, but while he's in the middle of doing a set, let, like let's say bench press, based on if they're going over a wave, if they're going like they're on the decline of a wave, they're not on a wave at all. Like one rep can seem really easy. And then the next rep, it's like you can barely get it up because the force and gra- is like changing, if that makes sense. So I was like, damn, forget about progressive overload. You're you're screwed. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I think he said he works out with like a weighted vest a lot because sometimes like that's like easier just doing um, stuff like that since there's limited space as well. But that... Well, that made me very thankful for my life. And like, granted, he joined the Navy because he wanted to. It was like a, like a conscious decision. But me being like who I am, I couldn't, I could, I just couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with not being able to squat. So if you're in the Navy and you're listening to this or you know somebody in the Navy, props to, props to you guys because I can't. Like there was so there's so many struggles that I didn't realize um, that come with literally living on a ship. But regardless, uh, that was it was very very eye opening information for me. But um, we got some nice breakfast. I will share what I got with you because I think you're gonna be interested. It was called the Project SEC. So it was a sausage and egg omelet with cheddar cheese on top and um instead of it being like a sandwich like a breakfast sandwich it was sandwiched in between two maple pecan belgian waffles oh my goodness i don't know if it's just because so jersey's like known for their diners and stuff i granted i've had like good breakfast and diner food in other states but i'm wondering what people think coming and trying like a Jersey diner food compared to like their local diner. Um, Because we are known, like we're known for our diners and that's really all I've ever known. And I am grateful, grateful for that to say the least. But to wrap that point up, it was really, really nice getting to see him in person um, and catch up. It was a little heartwarming moment. My health and fitness related highlight is going to be more health related, not necessarily something in the gym. I recently discovered Quick Fresh meal prep. 
Um, and they reached out to me. I'm not working. I am now working with them. Just a little plug. You can use my code lifts with Liz. Get 20% off your first two weeks. Um, but I basically now I'm getting nine meals delivered to my house every week. I pick them out. They're macro friendly, super high in protein and delicious. So now I, I'm still going to meal prep my dinners myself just because I like really enjoy cooking. You know, like I've increased my culinary skills, if you will, a lot over the past year. And it's fun for me to do. And I like, I don't know, I, I want to get better at cooking. So I'm going to continue to meal prep my dinners. But now I don't have to make lunch anymore for work. And that's really exciting to me. Um, yeah, so this discovering this brand, it was like a lifesaver for me. For me. I've tried some other similar brands, uh, but this one is definitely the best that I've tried. Um, it's it, it's subscription-based, so you would go on the website, sign up for a subscription, um, and then, for example, like my code gives you 20% off your first two weeks. If you wanted to pause it after that, you can go in, pause it. Um, they'll never like unfreeze you. They don't charge you for pausing it. So I'm really hyped to utilize that, pause when I need to. Um, what was I going to say? Ugh, lost my freaking train of thought. Oh, so I don't have to, it saves me a step because when I come home from the gym and like a shower and everything, I absolutely despise making myself lunch, but like for work, but I have to because the other solution is going out to eat every day. And that's simply not a healthy habit. And this is cheaper than meals these days. You you can get out because everything is so god darn, gosh darn, expensive. Um, so yeah, great, great enlightenment. Enlight, enlightening, 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 enlightening. Let's, I do that a lot where I can't figure out the words, so we just figure it out together. Um, let's rewind. Beep, 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 beep. Great enlightening, enlightening discovery for me and I'm going to move on with this now so I don't repeat that word a another time good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to my class bulking 101 um that was really weird I'm sorry <laughs> but seriously since it is mid-november now and I have begun my road my journey through bulking I thought that it would be super important for me to discuss everything bulking related. What is a bulk? How do I go about doing it? How does my diet change? How does my exercise routine change? All the specifics. So buckle on up because this is going to be an educational one. We'll start with the very basics. And don't worry, there's no homework for this course. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to stop doing that now. Anyway, what even is bulking? I'm sure that a lot of you do know, but in case you don't, Bulking is when we eat in a caloric surplus with the intention of putting on muscle mass. I know that sounded very scripted, but I swear those are my own words um, out of my mouth. I'm going to rewind a little bit in case you're not familiar with what a surplus is. So every day, we as humans burn a certain amount of calories. Our basal metabolic rate, fancy term, is the amount of calories that we burn every day if we were to do nothing and it's based on our weight um yeah no so not height just weight like body mass you know if I were to lay in bed 
all day, literally not get up once or even move, I would burn X amount of calories. But because I do get up and nobody spends 24 hours in bed all day, I burn more calories and those are called our active calories. So obviously exercising increases the amount of calories we burn in a day. You put together your basal metabolic, we'll just say resting calories and active calories, add them on up and that's the amount of calories that you've burned in a day. Simple math. We call that, uh, we use that term and call it total daily expenditure how many calories you are burning in a day. Obviously, it changes um, between active and rest days. Also, there's a dog barking somewhere outside, and it's been going on for quite a long time. And I've come to terms with the fact that it's not going to stop. So if you hear it, I apologize. It's not my dog this time. I promise. Anyway, getting back to the point. So Um, We're going to burn more calories on the days that we exercise versus the days that we don't. That's something to be mindful of, yes. Um, But yeah, so that covers total daily expenditure. Now, since we're talking about bulking and I said caloric surplus, surplus means like there's an overflow, there's extra, there's more. So you're going to add to whatever your total daily expenditure is to find your surplus and you never... So a a surplus is anywhere in between 100 and 500 calories over your maintenance. Uh, I should, total daily expenditure is synonymous with maintenance. I use the terms interchangeably, so I apologize uh, if you get a little confused. But anyway, you don't want to go over 500 or 500, you don't want to go more than 500 calories over your maintenance because that's overeating. I... Wish I could tell you the exact science behind it, um, but I'm not going to lie. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's that's basically what bulking is. You're adding to your maintenance to create a caloric surplus. And with, this, with the intention of building muscle mass, you'll see that a lot of people go through their bulking phases during the winter. This isn't a rule that you need to follow. You can go through a bulk or a cut whenever you want. The reason why I choose to do it in the winter personally is because, yes, you, will, you with the intention of building muscle, you're going to gain some healthy weight. And I rather do that in the, sum, in the winter, sorry, where I can put on a big sweatshirt. You know, I'm not in a bathing suit, so... It just makes sense for me to go through my bulking phases when I'm not in a bathing suit (laughs) and my cutting phases when I am in a bathing suit and crop top. That is just my personal preference. Um, You don't have to abide by that. It's just what I like to do. So one thing that people kind of misinterpret is how you should be eating during a bulk. A lot of people use it as an excuse to go eat fast food all the time or Chipotle and all that stuff because it's like, ah, I need need the calories. But like I said a few minutes ago, just because you're in a bulk doesn't mean that you can binge out on whatever or eat like however many calories you want in a day. I personally still do track while I'm bulking. Um, I track all year round. Tracking food is a totally different story that I don't really, 
I don't really want to get into that too much today. I have an interview next week that we'll talk more about that. Um, but for me, I'm able to track healthily and it doesn't mess with my mind and my mental health. So I track. And even if if that's the case for you and you don't like to track to the T, just be mind be mindful at least. Um, to make a long point short, bulking is not an excuse to go and eat whatever you want, not only for physical purposes, but just because you're bulking, it doesn't mean Wendy's is healthy now. You know what I mean? I yeah, I think a lot of times we get a little bit too caught up in our physical looks and we gotta take a step back and be like, okay, hold up. Uh, what am I putting into my body? Is it healthy? Um, or is this gonna come back to bite me in 10 years? So now that I've covered that, that little statement, how does my eating routine and habits change while I'm bulking? Um, what I do personally is I make my meals bigger. So I keep my snacks around the same just because I find that um, it's easier for me to transition from bulking to maintenance to cutting and vice versa, keeping like my snacks the same and like my eating schedule the same. I'm a very routine person. And I also like my day-to-day -day life is basically the same. I work full time, I go to the gym after, like I'm forced to be on a schedule. So my eating habits just kind of fall into a schedule. I tend to bump up my meals though. So I'll do one of two things. I either make a little bit bigger portion. So, so I should back up. Uh, since coming home from college, I've tried, I tried during college too, but I have a lot more flexibility and like space for creativity at home. So since I graduated from college, I've really been doing well with trying out new recipes and cooking things that are really like tasty and enjoyable for me. So I might want to use a meal. Like I want, I might want to cook a meal that I typically eat while I'm cutting. Um, but having a 300 calorie meal is going to make it a little harder to reach my bulking goal. So I'll make a bigger portion. That's one of two things. The other one is that I can start using some ingredients that I might cut out while I'm cutting. I can have more nuts like trail mix. Great, great snack, but it is caloric. So I tend to stay away from that when I'm cutting. Trail mix is fair game while bulking. Um, things like avocados. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I should have written down some more, but basically I'll look at the nutrition labels. I always do. And I'll start replacing things that like when I'm cutting, I'll cut down or cut out and I bring them back in my life. You know, like if I, I can have, uh, pretzels, like one thing I've been having since I started, going through this bulk, I got these little tiny, like really, really tiny um, peanut butter chocolate cups from Trader Joe's. Like they're like the size of an M&M. They're super tiny, uh, but they're, it's 160 calories per serving. And like I said, they're super small. If I were to have that as a snack while I was cutting, it wouldn't fill me up. You know, like I would have that and then I, I could probably have three servings. So I do enjoy them. It's a waste of my calories in the summer. It's not fueling me. But since I'm eating a little bit more now, 
I could throw them in with my pretzels for a little extra treat, a little sweetness, you know? So those are the two things that I do as far as uh, changing my eating routines. As far as, as far as training, not too much changes except I dial back on cardio. So I, whether I'm cutting or bulking, I am always focusing on progressively overloading, which you guys should know by now because I preach about it a lot. Um, and when I'm cutting too, I, I do three to four days of like intense cardio. I still do cardio when I'm bulking and I'll tell you why. It goes back to that thing I was saying a few minutes ago where we get so caught up in health equating to physique and we forget about all the other things that our health is composed of. While, while cardio is not very enjoyable, it is really good for your heart health, uh, your respiratory system. So I will always walk after my workouts because I am sedentary during the day for my job. And I'll still do some cardio. Like I'll get on the bike, I'll get on the Stairmaster. I'm just not going as intense as I would be. Like I don't need my heart rate to be 170, you know. But I still want to exercise my heart and my lungs because that is important to me and it should be important to all of us. So nothing really changes in my uh, physical like activity lifting routine. It's just a little cardio thing. <sighs> Chugging along. How long do I bulk for? So there's no right or wrong answer, but I will say with cutting or bulking, if you are like, there is a stopping point, you know, people, a lot of people, especially girls get this confused with like cutting. You are not meant to be in a surplus forever or deficit forever. Sorry. Talking about cutting. Same thing for bulking. At some point, your body is going to become adjusted. It's going to adapt to the surplus and you're not going to be seeing change. Change is going to start to either slow or stop because our body isn't challenged anymore. So I keep it to like six months at a max, whether I'm cutting or bulking. My intention, I started last week actually in a surplus. My intention, I think I am going to go up to the end of March and then I will start cutting the first week of April. So that's what, November, December, January, February, March. Five full months. That's not too bad. And the last thing that I'll cover regarding bulking is one that I think is every girl's concern, and that is the concern of gaining weight. Yeah. Um, it is a hard pill to swallow sometimes, and it's easy for body dysmorphia to kick into effect for, like, yeah, that's, yeah. So how do I deal with that? Um and what mindset do I go into bulking with? And I'm going to start with talking about the mindset that you need to have because that's the, the most important factor. One thing that I constantly tell myself is that this is not permanent. I am doing this intentionally. I know that gaining a little bit of fat is going to be normal. I'm going to look a little bit fluffier than I do in the summer, but I'm doing this with intention and it is not permanent. If at any point I start to get severely uncomfortable with how I look, 
um, and it's really becoming a problem with my mental health, then I can choose to stop. Nobody's forcing me to do this. If it's really messing with my head, then I can stop. So that's number one, really getting drilling that into your head. This is intentional and I can stop when I want to. Second, once it's actually happening, because it is, it is true, you are going to gain some weight, and I do every year when I bulk, but I also lose weight when I cut every year. So each bulk, I'm ending with less body fat than I did the year before. You know, it's like I'm constantly building and chipping away, then building and chipping away some more, you know, over time. Um, but like I said earlier, I bulk in the winter on purpose. So I can cover myself in a sweatshirt. I think that the first step, whether you're bulking, cutting, not doing anything, if you are feeling insecure in your body or body dysmorphia is coming into play and you're in your head about it, first step, put on a big ass sweatshirt or a big ass t-shirt so you can't physically look at yourself. You know, not to be in denial, like that's not like, and I'm talking about bulking right now. So it's like we're intentionally putting on some healthy weight. If it's messing with your head, then put on a sweatshirt so you can't stand in the mirror and look at your stomach. So that's how I deal with that kind of stuff. And hey, it's, the proof is in the pudding, man. That's my new favorite saying. The proof is in the pudding. You... It's, it's so worth it once you start to feel comfortable in your body and you have to go through those phases of feeling uncomfortable to get to that comfortable place. And I know that sounds so like, Im- like ambiguous, but what I mean is I had to go through, I went through like two bulking and cutting cycles of where I, like, I didn't love my body. I felt very insecure in my skin. I overanalyzed myself and now my, what I've been lifting since 2017, it's 2022. This is the first year that I've really truly felt comfortable in my body, but I got there. It took me a long time. I learned probably slower than you guys are since you're using my podcast as a resource to educate yourselves. But the point is that I got there and that's, that's bulking 101 for you. That's basically it. All right, it is time to get into this week's question segment. The first question, I well, I guess I should start by reiterating myself as always. I put up question boxes every Monday on my Instagram story, but you can always DM me, leave a comment, leave a review on the podcast page, or a comment on my website. However you want to contact me, I'll answer you. But my first question actually did come in through DM. And she asks, hi, I wanted to ask what you think of creatine and whether you think it is necessary. I used to take it a while back for like four months, but I didn't see any results or differences while I was on it. What do you think? I've also been more consistent with my lifts now, so maybe I should give it a try again. I think that you're absolutely correct. You should give it a try again. Um, I think that one of the reasons why you probably didn't see results or differences is because of the inconsistency in your training and eating routines. So if you have a steady exercise and and eating routine down and you're really consistent, then I would try it again. So creatine is naturally made in the body, which is one of the reasons why I take it when I'm bulking and I would advocate for it, I suppose. 
It's naturally made in the body, so we're just putting more in. Every person's body reacts different to different things. For like creatine, like I might see a lot of like a big difference. Somebody might see slower change, like not really that much of a difference. I would give it a try and again, now that you're more consistent, and I would also play around with some brands. I use one of Nutrition's Pure Rebuild and it's a combination of creatine monohydrate and dihydrate. So yeah, give it a try. I would recommend sampling out a few different brands and see which one you like taste-wise the best and which one you think works with your body. So yeah, oh, and also give it time. It's gonna need it's it's gonna need time to kick in. You're not gonna see a change in a week, unfortunately. All right, moving on. I don't have too too many questions this week because everybody decided to use my question box to send me marriage proposals or ask if I'm open to seeing anyone from Instagram. And I, I made like a funny story. I was like joking about it, but um, honestly, it is kind of annoying. Like, please, please stop using my question box for marriage proposals. I'm just trying to educate the people. Uh, but anyway, somebody asks what my diet plan is from morning until night. And I am not going to answer that question because my what I eat and how much I eat is specific to my, my body. But what I will say is that I definitely eat three meals. I start off in the morning hydrating. Um, and my meals tend to be a little bit smaller because I enjoy snacks and I like to snack. So I make room for that. Next question, what are your thoughts on a deloading phase and how do you incorporate it? If you're not familiar with what a deloading phase is, it's where you take a week off to reduce the weight that you're using in the gym for every exercise, um, up the reps a little bit. And it basically, it's like a active recovery week for our muscles. I'm a fan of it. I think I, so I personally incorporate it every other month. So about like six-ish, six, seven weeks, I'll do a deloading week. Um, so not necessarily a phase, just a week to give my muscles a chance to kind of relax a little bit while still staying active. And then I'll come back stronger the next week. So huge proponent for them. I think they're really important for recovery and growth. Next question, how many minutes do you take a break in between sets? So... The longer you rest, the more your heart rate, heart rate, hello, heart rate will decrease. So when I am training for hypertrophy, which is most of my exercises, I like to take a minute max. I don't want to take over a minute because I don't want my heart rate to get too uh, slow. However, when I'm training for strength, which I do with uh, like squat, deadlift, and bench press. Those are the three exercises that I really hone in on strength. I take a longer break, more like two and a half minutes, because my intention um, is not necessarily to get my heart rate up or anything. It's to be able to complete the set with as much power as I can. So having that an inappropriate amount of rest time, I'll come back into the next set ready to go, if that makes sense. The last Question is a hard one. What is one question you'd ask God? Um, I think I would... 
I think I would ask God what his plan for me is. And I know that's vague and part of me like doesn't want to know. Or, you know, or maybe I'd ask him something that's happened to me, like something traumatic that's happened to me, like why I went through it and what his intention was for me to get out of that. Just because I know the lessons that I've learned throughout the things that have happened in my life. But, uh, and I'm confident that that's why they happened, but I want to, I would want to know from God himself uh, why I went through those things, why I experienced them both the good and the bad. So yeah, that's it for questions this week. Like I said, leave a review, drop a comment in the question box. I'm, I'm all open. I'm all ears. All right, guys, I'm here with a very special guest today. One of my very good friends, Calista Saletti. How are you, Calista? I've not talked to you in a little bit. I know. I'm glad to be here, but I am good. Thank you. I think a lot has changed. I feel like we live so close, but so far away from each other. And we're both just so busy. that it's really hard to see each other. I agree completely. I think the last time I saw you, um, <laughs> I was with my friends from home and I was in the, a Jenks bathroom and I was in dire need of gum. So I texted Abby and was like, do you have a piece of gum? Ran back in, found her. And I was like, where's Callista? And she was like, she's over there. And I just ran up to you after that split second. For literally one minute, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was probably less than that. I was like, Missy, love you. Bye. Um, so tell me what's going on with your life, because I I know, but I don't know. I know that you left your firm and you're starting a new job. I know that you own CKO Tom's River now with your sister. Yes. <laughs> but I need details. Like how, so let's start with the CKO. How the heck did that come about? So I've worked at CKO since 2018 and I started as like the desk girl there. And then I became a trainer and then COVID hit and a lot of things happened, but I was always like there, like it was always a goal to end up owning, I guess, a gym, a kickboxing gym. Mm-hmm. I always said like, I would like buy CKO, but it was never, it was never my like five-year plan of right now. Like I was an accountant. I used to want to be a state trooper. Like I was going through like real career paths, not thinking I was going to ever take over the gym. And then I think it was the end of January. My old owners called me one day when I was at the accounting firm and I'm studying for my CPA. Like I'm doing everything that like a person should not be buying a gym. (laughs) And they were like, Hey, don't get upset. But, um, like we need you to buy the gym if you want it. Or like we're closing it basically. Like that was it. And I was like, okay. So I thought about it for like a good couple of weeks. And I was like, I really want to do it. Like, that's my life. Like my Instagram, CKO Callista. Like that's like my second alter ego. I feel like I'm yeah. Callista or I'm CKO Callista. Like yeah. that's it. Somebody did yeah. address US CKO Callista <laughs> the other day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because sometimes with Callista, it's so long. I feel like people are like CKO. I'm yeah. like, sure, that's me. Yeah. But uh, so I waited a couple of weeks and they were like, any idea? Because if you're not even thinking about it, like we kind of need to just get rid of this and I was like uh so I talked to my sister and her and her husband kind of knew like that's that was my passion they've been following my journey for a long time so they kind of believed in me and they're like let's do it like it's possible so we said yeah and took over May 1st and basically it's been it's been fun May 1st it's already been that long yes (laughs) it's hard to believe though sometimes I forget but I knew it was the right thing to do because before I said yes, I would teach at night 
like instructing and I would literally shut the lights off and just be like is this my last time in here and I would like cry like this was like literally my passion I'm like there's no way I can imagine this not being here so it was definitely a risk to take being 23 studying I had just gotten into a new relationship I had so many things going on that like I had to throw this huge piece that like really became my life but I'm very happy I did yeah why like were they shutting down like for money reasons or they're moving no so the two old owners like I'm very close with them they're both real estate agents so when the market like got better and they live they live actually by you so it was like a farther trip and it just they had the freehold CKO it just honestly was hard like they just couldn't keep up with it and needed someone I think that just had more of like the passion and drive and someone to like be there all the time which like I live so close to it so it like made more sense but I think it was just more like the timing was kind of crazy but yeah. I feel like you never like have things planned perfect it's kind of the unexpected that works out best so but your sister was living in Florida does she still live there or she moved <laughs> nope she's still in Florida so yeah. <laughs> but so it's the two well is it the two or the three of you like because so it's it's 50 50 but it's them two and then me so there's okay. three of us but so your base so what do you do versus what does she do so it's awesome I can definitely not do this without her like props to her because she does like the phone the website uh talking to people paying our bills she does everything behind the scenes that I can't do because of the account my other accounting job like I work my nine to five someone else (laughs) yeah basically so it's perfect she's a stay-at-home mom she has two young kids so she's home and able to do so I basically am just the face of the gym like I'm there every day and I take like videos for her pictures and just send it all we like share a drive and basically she just takes it's not it's weird to say but I'm like do this and she just like puts it together like I have like some ideas and we can just collab but being able to have her do the phones and talk to people and then I just like be there to make sure it goes smooth it just like works hand in hand basically right and you were very like you've been very very involved in that specific CKO location for a very long time so I feel like correct me if I'm wrong but I like your daily duties like or routine like probably hasn't changed that much because I feel like you had a lot of control beforehand Mm -hmm. it's just like you have a little little more responsibilities on your plate now now I have like the name that it's mine like my name's on it so obviously now you know like in the past when I would go there if I didn't give my 100% because you know it wasn't mine but now it's like I need to make sure I'm always smiling which is hard because everybody yeah and you have to you realize like people are like you're the owner now and then they're like oh hi like can I do this and I'm like okay no like so it's hard to do like be able to do both things and make everyone happy but then end of the day make make sure that we're like profiting and we're happy so but that's how business works I feel like this worked out like really nicely for you um because it's not like you bought a franchise and had to renovate a space and make it like a new like I'm gonna imagine that you kept a lot of the same staff too right yeah we have the exact same staff like everything's pretty much the same just we added different classes so it used to just be cardio kickboxing which is still the main gist of it but we added in a a lot of personal training um, equipment now we added in new equipment and we added boot camp classes to add like strength and conditioning as well as just not just the kickboxing because some people I don't know we're trying to steer away from saying we're just a kickboxing gym because people are afraid of that honestly like people are like I don't know how to do that so if you kind of show that we do everything they feel a little bit more comfortable Okay. I still have to take one of your classes. I got to get my butt down there. Yeah. You're not that far. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You have to like, I mean, I, I guess I really could look up your schedule, but I'll give you a forewarning. I have my gloves. I have my CKO gloves somewhere. Perfect. <laughs> um, And you switched jobs. Yeah. So I just started, tomorrow's my third week. <laughs> Yay. 
I'm still accounting, obviously. And you're, you said the other day you're studying. So I'm assuming you're still studying for years. Yes. I took my first exam like three weeks ago now. I didn't get my results yet, which stinks. Is it a two or three parter? There's four. Oh, there's four. Yeah. So it's, that's the struggle. I think the studying is what makes everything 10 times worse because I can't wait for you to be done. Yeah. Like I don't have a life right now and it's hard because at the gym is first. Too. Yeah. So I'm like, if anyone wants to see me, like you come see me at the gym. Like I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause you brought, um, for those like listening that don't know me and Calista went to Texas, like at this time last year, a whole 365 days ago. And she was on her laptop, like studying <laughs> for her CPA exam before like going out to like a bar at night in Houston Texas yes oh my god what a time yeah and it's hard to believe that's still happening (laughs) yeah well so what you're one part in one part done three more to go no I don't even have the one done you took it though right yeah I failed it I don't know if you have to do it again no so I failed that one in oh March but then so what happened was when I was buying the gym I was still studying for that one I took it failed it by six points and realistically like that's good and I should have just taken it again like a week or two later but I bought the gym like right after it and there was no like the timing just sucked that like I knew I I wasn't gonna pass the exam like it was just I had to put it to the side like you had I had to pick one thing so I just got back into actually studying September so now I'm like grinding it now that I have everything under control kind of (laughs) okay yeah no it seems like you have a lot of pieces of your your life is in order and this is that puzzle piece that just needs to yeah I lost the one piece to it it's like I'm trying to finish this puzzle and I can't find the last piece yeah yeah um you're like a perfect example though of like people that I've been trying to get on this podcast because you do so much like I feel like our lifestyles are very similar but add on the studying that I don't have to do like we both have full-time jobs and then our secondary jobs of like me being a trainer Yep. Still, like in person, you being a instructor, trainer, and CKO. Um, and you have to study for the biggest exam of your life <laughs> on top of it. So what like how does Calista get through the day without <laughs> her head exploding? Wow. Um, okay, so I'm like literally a planner person, but I have like a whiteboard that's like one of those weekly whiteboards. I have one too. So yeah. So every Saturday though, like mine's written out like literally like not like what time to wake up but it's like cko four hours study shower two hours study boyfriend workout like i have everything like in line like if something's you know tomorrow you're like hey we're going to lunch i'm like there's no room in my calendar like sorry like it could be anybody that i haven't seen in years like no like sorry i need to know like i cannot like my schedule needs to be perfect like i have it so timed out um like even to like when i want to record like a video for my instagram like i it's, I know like Thursday I'm recording this for Saturday. Like it's, I have no time to just like play around, which stinks because, you know, things come up and it's like, oh, like I'm like last weekend I went to the Yankees game and like that was rough because I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to study before because I knew I was going to miss night. And it's like, but it's discipline. That's if you want something, you're going to reach for it. You're going to figure out the way to do it. But it's really just a planner. And luckily like my, you know, my best, one of my best friends, Kenzie, she's studying. So it's good because like we both cry together yeah <laughs> study together so at least like if I have to complain I can complain to her because she gets it, it. Yeah. and my boyfriend's very good with it like he gets you know he's sometimes like I want to hang out and but like he can't so it's just like for the long run I'm like this is a short time I realized that I needed to stop 
saying, okay, like to, let's take this weekend off and not study. But I'm like, okay, the more I say, oh yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. Like I'm prolonging the whole long part of it. Like I'd rather say no now for a short amount of time and not do things and like lock myself in my house for six months than do it for like three years, which is kind of what happened from a year ago. You saw, you saw me studying and nothing's changed. So it's like, now I'm like, I need to just, just study. Yeah. It's like, stop. It's the same thing. Like with people vice versa, where it's like they spend so much time doing schoolwork or something else or whatever that they don't have time for like their health. And it's like, if you could do it half ass and like, let yourself, Oh, I'll just, I'll take this weekend off. Like I'll, I'll take this day off or whatever. But if you like, you reassess like a year later and you're like, okay, I'm still in the same place that I was a year ago. What am I doing wrong? And let me crack down. Otherwise, like, you're just going to be in that cycle. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I need to get it over with because it's, it's hell. Yeah. No, I, I, listen, I couldn't even get through financial accounting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I passed. So technically I did, but I don't know. How. It's, it's different life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't have an accounting brain at all. It was like, it started off really easy. And then like, <laughs> too, I was like, Oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. Um, but I, I liked your answer because that's what I tell everyone where they're like, how do you have time for this? Like, how do you make time for whatever? And I'm like, I, I like, I feel like people are expecting you to unlock some like secret, like, like key to success, but it's just like, get an agenda. No, really. Use your calendar app on your phone. If you take literally two to five minutes the night before to just plan out at least your main activities, like work from this hour. Yeah. Dinner, gym, wind down. Like you don't have to get so, cause I get very specific like you do too. <laughs> if you just plan out little time blocks the night before, you'll realize that things really are attainable. And it, like, also I feel like you don't realize like how much time you spend on your phone. Like when you see your phone thing, it's like f- five hours of a day. I'm like, that's five hours where you could have napped. You could have worked out. You could have done something extra. And like, I don't know. I've kind of like realized more that that scares me. And like the fact that like I'll find myself, I've, cause now that I work from, I'm like hybrid. So I work from home a little bit and I find myself like sitting on my phone and I'm like, this is awful. Like I need to be in the office. So people look at me or like get off your phone. Yeah. I'm never, when I go into the office, I don't touch my phone. Cause I'm either like, I'm doing work or I'm talking to the people around me, which yeah. I still think is like probably more productive than talking to people over the phone. But oh, yeah, at home, it's like the days I work from home, it's my only it's the only thing connecting me to everybody else. <laughs> no, um, I agree. Yeah. I also do. I try and like, somebody asked me a while ago and they were like, how do you like keep, like, you're so active on your Instagram, but you do like, you're so busy all the time. I've always given myself like phone breaks. Like even when I was studying in college where it's like, okay, I'm going to study from this time to that time. Or like, I'm going to go through like X amount of questions in math. And then I can go on my phone for like 10 minutes. Yeah, the CPA like study course I use, it's like by modules. So I'll literally put my phone, I'm always on do not disturb. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, because I have my watch on and I just like any, because I have the CKO Callista Instagram and CKO Tom's River and then my regular Instagram. So like when that's just like getting one notification and then if I get a text, like, you know, anything, like I, I have like my Snapchat notifications off. I just, I hate when my watch is like vibrating so much and I'm studying and I want to take it off, but like I always wear it. So big do not disturb, girl. And, yeah the course is, is modules like I was saying so I'll do like a module and be like okay but I'll literally leave my phone like 
not at my desk so I can't reach it like I can't like I'm literally like you can't get up until the module's done <laughs> see I need to be more disciplined in that sense I feel like I was in high school where I'd have to like put my phone across the room and, <laughs> and literally be like don't get your like you're not done with this chapter don't get your phone yeah it's definitely hard like I've gotten a lot better I think like this last exam I took I really like I, I took a month off of work between my old job and this job and then I took that month off to literally just study and be at the gym and I think I realized that I thought not working a nine to five that I would have more time to study and I realistically didn't because I did every other thing that I never could do yeah. so yeah so I just realized that time really is like your enemy like it's you gotta beat the time and it's hard so I was like I gotta get rid of my phone like <laughs> we also like we grow we're like in a generation now where it's like I just discovered a few months ago, I could put my phone on work mode when I'm working. And then you can like, like I have it on like a sleep schedule too. So when I'm working, I can get texts and calls from my work contacts and my parents and my brother. Um, But I'll have like all other text messages. The notifications are silenced, Instagram notifications off, um, like TikTok notifications off. So I'm not my phone or my watch, like aren't lighting up for that reason but like there's an emergency and like my parents need to reach me or somebody that that I'm working with is trying to call me (laughs) they can get to me no I agree I think that's like that's honestly key like there's little things like that and I used to do a um I had like a habit tracker on my phone it's like an app like the habits where I would just like do like little things just like I don't know like make my bed like little things that make your day better but like me having to check it off on the habit tracker or like right on the whiteboard that I did it, it makes me do it like I can't just make my bed in the morning and not like I don't know not that I have to tell someone but like I need to like sh- prove that I did it like I just yeah I literally have to like that's like why I do push-ups every day because I need to add them onto my highlights on Instagram to know that I did them like that's just literally me <laughs> <laughs> I feel that though and hey I mean like whatever works for you I'm here for yeah like you make your own little weird things but if they work they work <laughs> and I feel like we're at an age where it's just like yeah like you like you just said it now with no shame like you're like I make my bed and I check it off on a list <laughs> that's how I get my shit done like, yep no shame in it no shame um kind of like going a different path now I I want to hear more about the classes that you teach at CK Oaks I've had a lot of um like personal trainers and like bodybuilders on this podcast so far and I know what you do at CKO. <laughs> But in case people listening like aren't familiar with all that there is to offer, would yes. you mind going over it? No, of course not. So basically, CKO is a cardio kickboxing gym. It's a franchise all around the world. Majority of them are in New Jersey, New York. Uh, the headquarters is in Hoboken. So it all started around here. Yeah. But there's ones in California, like literally everywhere. Basically... The main class is a kickboxing class, which you need your gloves for. And it's just a mixture of punches, you know, jumping jacks, burpees. It's hard to really pinpoint it on saying like, this is a template because every instructor is different. And I tell everybody that like my classes are never the same and I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Like I don't even know until like I'm literally standing there and the mic's on and it's like, I'm like, okay, class is starting. I'm like, ah, okay. And then it just comes to you, but I can never just say like, this is a class, but basically at CK Thomas River, at least, like every gym can have differences. The franchise isn't like super strict where it's like, this is what you have to do. This is how many classes you have to have. Like, it's really, as long as you're CKO. Yeah. You're fine. You have the main kickboxing. Yeah. yeah. 
that's as long as you have the cardio kickboxing. But we have CKO 45, CKO 30, and boot camp. So CKO 45 and CKO 30 are the cardio kickboxing classes. It's just 45 minutes and 30 minutes. And main difference is people say, oh, 30 minutes, it's shorter. But I teach 30 minutes. Like I'm the only one that teaches those. And they're not, they're shorter, but they're harder because I cram it all into 30 minutes. Yeah. And I scare everybody. Yeah. I mean, I've learned recently that people have been saying that (laughs) I'm like the scariest trainer, but I I don't think so. But like, I don't know. They've been telling me to calm down, which I think is a compliment because (laughs) (laughs) I motivate them. Like it's more, I have like the personality that like people aren't scared when they talk to me and I like give them a good orientation, whatever. So that's the 30 minutes. And then the 45 minutes literally is the same thing. You still box for 30 minutes, but you have a cool down and it's like a warm up, a warm up, cool down, more stretching. So like it goes hand in hand. Like if you have the time, do the 45 minute class. It's not because it's longer. It doesn't mean it's harder. Right. Um, and then the boot camp classes is what we added when we took over, which is more, I don't want to say it's a hit class, but I don't want to say it's like weightlifting. It's more like circuit training, strength and conditioning. It's a mixture. So it can go from like, you're doing 10 stations of a circuit for 30 minutes or you're doing like an AMRAP or I make four stations. You're there for 10 minutes each. It's really just what the trainer does, but it's to kind of get away from the boxing to actually like lift weights. And we also have spin bikes. You know, we have like tires, we flip, we have ropes, like the monkey bars, pull-up bars. It just kind of adds more to it and also allows more room for personal training because I have a lot of clients that I do pad work with and self-defense, which is fun. But then there's some people that like, you know, don't know how to, don't know how to squat and they don't want to go to a real gym and people see them. So they come here and we can squat with them like in private. Yeah. That's, that's actually really nice. And I never, I knew that some CKOs had personal trainers, but I think that's a really nice thing that you shared with everyone. Cause I get, I do have a lot of clients. I've, I've had clients in the past at Rutgers that it's like, we have to do a lot of work in the back room first, which doesn't have like all the equipment that the main room does at college Ave gym. Um, because a lot of people stay out of the gym because they're in, they're not sure of their form and they just don't want to quote unquote embarrass themselves in front of other people. And I mean, you, you, you can know this is true. When we went to work out in Texas, like I was like, bring me through a workout because I know kickboxing. Like I've done Muay Thai since I was four years old. I have my black belt. Like that's my specialty. I'm not a lifter. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big person. I'm a little girl. (laughs) I can box. I can defend myself. Like I am, I'm very good with that. But like comes to lifting, like I, I need a trainer. I'm not, I'm not no pro. (laughs) So it helps me because my trainers that are certified in that will like work with me. So like I do mostly just like pad training. I can set up the boot camps and do that, but I'm not like a one-on-one like let me teach you perfect form I have a bad back as well so I'm not like the best for that yeah and I will say it like I don't it's not like I need it for the money I'm like oh my god like I can do this for you like I'm very honest like I'll give you the best trainer like it's not me for that but that's why I kind of want to incorporate the boot camp because not that I'm little but I'm smaller too where I need to lift more weights and I knew if I had these classes that I had to teach and had to be there I would do them for myself too so it kind of goes hand in hand with that that's awesome yes (laughs) and I like for the everyone listening I like how you mentioned that you have 30 minute classes because it's like in the span of there's 24 hours in a day 48 half hours in a day you just need one yep one of Calissa's classes will just take one half of the 24 hours you get in a day it's recommended that what 150 minutes of intentional physical activity is like the quote unquote, like stand, like recommended standard. 
Yes. By whoever the hell. (laughs) I don't know. know. Um, But it's like, it's not that hard when you really think about it. 150 minutes in your whole entire week. That's, yeah, that's not hard at all. I think the scariest part for anyone, whether you're going to a CKO, you're in a box, you're just going to work out is literally starting and like having something to follow, which is why I love CKO because we're trying to make our gym at least like CKOTR more of like a family where people are excited to come in. And I have seen the difference from me working there the past four years to this last like six months that everyone's friendly now. Like I love hiding behind the computer and when people walk in and I say hi and then go in the gym, I love hearing them say hi. Like, how are you? It makes my day. Yeah. It's it's so important because that never used to happen. And people would just be so silent standing at their bag and it's just like, yeah, Yeah. no, I love going to my, my new gym now that I, been going to whether it's like the owner that's there or like there's this girl Sarah who's always behind the desk every time I come in I'm like hey guys and they're like hey Liz like how are you how are you doing today and some people that are afraid or like have goals that they want to reach and they're insecure about it when they hear someone say like hi to them they're so excited and that like makes me happy or like you when people feel special yes or when people message me after or like after class like I can just tell that they're like glowing and I like compliment them because like I'm not just saying it to like be nice like they're actually doing a great job they get so like it's just like, a good feeling and I know I've felt that way before so that's like one of my favorite things about like not just being the owner but like being that person that is impact impacting other people and that's what I want to keep doing like I love when people come because I just want to show them that like this is totally different and it's scary but you but like, and I are similar in that way. It's a yeah. really good feeling, like having somebody give you the feedback of like, I love what you just did for me. It like, you know. Yeah, because honestly, recently I went through where, you know, you probably can relate to this big time. Your Instagram is your Instagram. Like you aren't posting things to be sad. Your majority of the time you are posting to show people like motivation. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to help people. Right. And you know, like, private shit to themselves. Yeah. But nobody realizes that, like, behind that, you are still, like, a normal human being with emotions and feelings in life. And, you know, like, I've seen – I've been studying, so I don't really see all my friends all the time. But when I see them, you know, if I'm having a rough time, like, studying takes a huge mental toll on me. Like, it's Mm – I'm down bad sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be you know, people, my friends are like, oh, what's up, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I've been going through it. And they're like, you seem so great. Like, the gym's doing great. I'm like, my life is – yeah, it's just a gym. But, like, it's not just a gym. Like, there's – so much more to the gym like I am not the gym <laughs> so like that's people like-, like real don't realize too like you could have a lot of good things going on for you and you're definitely grateful of like all the opportunities life has like presented you but that doesn't mean it can- it's not allowed to be stressful at some yeah. times you're allowed to be overwhelmed and uh, and feel down <laughs> to be down <laughs> yeah so that's like the I think the biggest thing I'm trying to like cope with is just like having two totally different lifestyles like you know people hear me having the gym they see me there and they're like and I'm like yeah I have to go to my other job and they're like what do you do I'm like I'm an accountant they're like you're an accountant I'm like yeah and I get it it's two completely different things I you're preaching in the choir (laughs) yeah so it's funny but I'm like yeah like I do both so it's just like hard to see that because then people are always just assuming like you're so happy you do this you do that I'm like okay number one yeah I am happy but number two like that post you saw of me could have been from last week. I could be crying in my room right now. I could be crying posting this and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you don't have to, I feel like so many people too are like trying to be like, show their like private moments on Instagram now to be like, oh, this is real. Like this is me or whatever. And if that's what you're comfortable with, okay. But I personally feel like I don't owe it to anyone to share my, like my private issues 
or my private issues. I like, I'll be vocal on my story sometimes and be like, Hey, going through like a rough patch or whatever, but I'm not like, you don't need to know why. No, you yeah, no, I agree. Like, crying. no, I agree. Like I like to say sometimes, you know, like I'll post when I'm studying randomly, just like, just to kind of sh- also just show, like you can do so many things. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I don't, I'm by the gym and I'm just a gym. Like I, there's so many other goals to reach. So like, I like to kind of influence people in that aspect. Like you can study and do all this. Yes. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, this my life sucks. Like, I don't, yeah, I agree with no, you. it's like, more of like, like just me, Calista, and I'm doing all of this. <laughs> so you can do. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, that's, I feel the same. That's the whole point of like my page now, as I've grown up now, is like, hey, I'm just a regular person. Uh, <laughs> I just went to school to get my degree and then get a job in that field. But I'm also just staying on top of my health. And yeah. here's how I do it. Yeah, no, literally. You know, Um. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some questions that I think the li- listeners might like ha- be asking themselves right now. Okay. Um, what if I want to try C- CKO, but I don't know how to box? Good question. <laughs> so that's like where the scary thing comes in. Like people ask, or they'll see my videos, and they're just like, "That's awesome." But people assume that like, okay, you see me punch really fast that you're going to just come in and punch really fast. Like, I don't know the best way to explain it, but it's like a different language. Like you're not just coming in and you're just going to know the punches. Like it's jab, cross, hook, hook, uppercut, uppercut. Like there's different terms. And when I say it, like I do talk fast as well. Like I probably scare people coming in, but I'm like, the first step is that you came here. I'm like, so now you're here, you're trapped. Like I'm going to explain it to you. So the hardest part is really getting the people from Instagram, Facebook, or my emails that like reach out and then explain to them like, okay, you can do this. And then getting them to come to the door. That's the hardest part is like that, like transformation. Like that's just the hard part. But once people come in, we do an orientation before class. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you, I'll give you gloves. Or if you bring gloves, I literally take like five, at least five, 10 minutes. Like I recommend everyone coming early. I always tell them to come early so we can, whatever trainer it is, it's me or a trainer, they're required to give an orientation to like show them the basics and yeah jab cross whatever yeah it's hard to give everyone like the perfect rundown like five minutes is hard so we just yeah but it's like jab with your right hand cross with your left hand or if you're opposite like that's that was enough for me to be like (laughs) yeah so it's really you get the orientation beforehand after class I usually make sure to like talk to them after I uh, ask many questions I try to run through it again after class just to watch them and during class if I see that they're you know doing something wrong or like hitting their wrist wrong I try to correct it the first class and I tell them after because it's like a habit like you know if you're squatting bad you're gonna always squat bad you're gonna hurt your knees like you want to be able to get good form as and if you catch someone that's just starting kickboxing you want to catch it that day and I make sure to tell them like I'm not like judging you or trying to make you feel bad like I just don't want you to get hurt and like make sure your body gets used to these movements so it's more is that one-on-one and then if people really it's also kind of like a technique and like a in a way it's like a rhythm so if I see people don't have like that rhythm I try to also recommend them to try the uh PT class the PT that we offer for like pad training which is to really work on technique which we do three sessions for $99 and that's just like an intro to pads and a lot of people do that to like learn it and then they take class okay um what if I'm not in like I don't have really good endurance and I get tired pretty easily. Is this still something that like, can I take it a little bit slower than everyone else? Like, so a lot of people ask me that, which actually today, like three people came up to me and they're like, this just seems crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny. Um, but best way to explain it is that CKO is you versus the bag. That's like their motto. And when I say that, like, I mean, it's literally you in a bag, like the class is 
you and the bag is your partner. Like there's nothing else. People don't look at each other because you're dying. You don't have time to look and like judge anyone or <laughs> we really don't. No, you're so, trying to listen for cues. Yeah. So if I say like, okay, here for one minute, you're doing jab crosses. The person next to you can be super fast or the person next to you can be working on their power. So they're hitting super slow. I'm, I'm never going to be like, you need to give me a hundred uh, jab crosses in one minute. Like there's never, it's either you get reps and I'll be like, give me 20 reps and then jog a lap or it's you're here for 30 seconds, do what you can. So it's really just your own pace. Like it's you and your bag. Your water is by you if you need a break. Like no one's ever like, you can't take a water break. So it's really, we make sure everyone knows like it's you, your bag and yourself. Like that's awesome. That's the main thing. Cause a lot of people have to modify. And once you know your group, like if you know someone has bad knees and like you keep doing a bunch of squats, you can just tell them to modify like, oh, do this. Or if you give lunges and they don't like lunges, be like, modification is this. And people like to hear that because they like know like, okay, but they're like, she's giving me another option. My right. biggest thing is I tell everybody <laughs> when they ask me this question, if they don't have enough cardio endurance, whatever, I'm like, I don't care what you do. You just have to be moving. Tap your toe. I'm like, if I see you standing there and you're staring at me, like I'll call you out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't I don't care what just you do. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if you're like I'll go during quarantine. I started, I started and then very quickly stopped running. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, I wanted to get through like a uh, 5K, like without stopping and feeling comfortable. But I was going at like it was basically a trot. It was almost a walk, <laughs> but I was like, I'm technically running, like I'm going slow yeah. as hell, but I'm trying. As long as you're, like I literally say, as long as you're moving and I'm, I'm fine with it, I will, I'll be happy. But if you're standing there, like I will come and I'll like use my glove and smack you with it. Like literally give you a tap. I'm like, yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> so if I, like I live in the, where I live, there's a CKO in my town. If I got a membership there, since it's franchise, could I go down to your CKO and like use my membership there? Or would I have to like pay out of pocket for a class? So since we're all different franchises, it doesn't work where you can go to each one unless they had shared owners. So how my gym was like Tom's River Freehold and Wall used to all be correlated. So you could have then, but now that we have branched away, you can't. Um, the normal drop-in fee is $20, but if you are a member at another gym, then they charge cross fee. Of oh, okay. Cross fees, which are like five or $10, depending on the gym. So it is cheaper. And I guess the one good thing about Thomas River is that since we're the most Southern people that come down from like for the summer for like shore houses or anything, yeah. we'll offer like summer badges, which is like a class pass option. Yeah. So like it works because we just give out these like summer badges and these people can come and it's like cheaper than paying the $10 a class. Like we give them for like eight or nine bucks a class and it ends up being like good for them. So that works out like in our aspect, but yeah, and it's fun little, that's not very, uh, not a big commitment. Yeah, no. Um, my last question, can I bring my own gloves in or do I have to buy gloves from CKO? No, you can bring your own, but you have to have gloves. Like some people will try to say like, oh, I forgot them. I'm like, sorry, like you, it's a liability. Like your knuckle will get ripped. You need to have gloves on. Yeah. It's we're like, we're not in the MMA here. <laughs> yeah. We also don't do sparring or anything like that. So we're not like a jujitsu gym. There's no grappling. It's the you in the bag and then we have some pad classes and then the private pad sessions but it's not any contact which is nice okay yeah that's a good thing uh good thing that you mentioned that too because i'm sure a lot of people listening are probably from new jersey and know what cko is but for those who don't like yeah you're you're not fighting anyone you're not gonna spar yeah. anyone else like she said it's you and the bag that's it's literally, it that's your bestie but it's also really good take i've taken the class guys it's a really good outlet if you're just pissed off <laughs> and, like I get pissed off and like I love to lift lift heavy weights and that does make me feel better 
but something about actually being able to like punch an object is very satisfying. And if there's like a real, like something that really is bothering you, like I've used to just literally picture the person or the object like on my bag. <laughs> and it helps people. So, I mean, I tell people that too. Like I, if someone ha- looks like they're having a bad day, like I make sure to announce it. I'm like, you aren't smiling. I'm like, picture it, take whatever's bothering you and put it on the bag, push the bag as many times as you need to. And then you can leave here. And then they do it. And they're like, wait, that's actually like, like that helps. Like it literally just came out of me. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. Well, I hope that this was uh helpful for the listeners and now they know a little bit more about CKO it's it's um I I feel like I tackle weightlifting as my like priority exercise wise (laughs) and I can't fill my plate too too much but I do miss doing it it is a lot of fun and it kicks my ass it is a good good like way for me to just sweat everything out yeah you you get pretty you get pretty sweaty in those classes yeah (laughs) Um, so do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram and TikTok so they can, and your NCKO Tom Zervis, uh, Instagram too? Yes. So my Instagram and my TikTok are both at CKO Calista, C-A-L-I-S-T-A. And then the Instagram for Tom's River, uh, the gym is just CKO Tom's River. Awesome. And then we're on Facebook, CKO Tom's River as well. Awesome. Well, maybe you'll see some people that would make me very happy if somebody <laughs> came in. It was like, I heard about you on this podcast. and I would love that. Maybe you'll get a special little deal if you come in. Let me know you, that you heard me from List with Liz. <laughs> you guys heard it here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, That's the one good thing is that I can make up my own little special. Yeah, right? Yeah, I've got the in, guys. Don't <laughs> <worry>. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming on and doing taking some time out of your very busy schedule to sit and chat with me because I do miss you and I will... I will let you contact me when you're done studying. <laughs> I'll as long as you give me like a week in advance notice, like no, I'll yeah. be there. Don't no, hit me up a day before, just like you said. Yeah, no way. I'm trying to take my exam before my birthday in December and taking like a month off. So it will probably be around my birthday. I'll probably see you for my birthday then. Okay. That would be good. I would like to see you for your birthday. <laughs> see you once a year is fine. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, you know, every once in a while in the summer too. On a- that's like always a nice little treat when I just happen to see you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> but oh no, thank God. you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining. Yay. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up this episode of confessions of a gym rat. Please remember to subscribe, leave me a review. Um, but I cannot leave you without a song of the week and jumping genres. As we do, we're, we're switching gears to country So all my country folks, I hope you appreciate this one. We are going with That Kind of Love We Make by Luke Holmes because Luke Holmes just has a powerhouse of a vocal system. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lips with Liz. And I'll talk to you guys next Monday.